MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the money. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Here we go. Welcome into the program. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Coming up over the next three hours of the program, we do have a couple of uh, really solid guests on the show today. Uh, in an hour and 15 minutes, Will Hill, VSIN contributor, is going to be on the show. He has been scorching hot in college basketball. He leads the Friday night contest here on this show, and it is March. And Joel Corey's on the show today as well. Great timing with this. He's a former agent, and now he covers the salary cap and contracts for CBS Sports. He'll be very good today on landing spots for the quarterbacks in the NFL. And we have to talk to him about the steam on Anthony Richardson to go number one overall. And, Paulie, what a weekend it was. I mean, my God, that's the beginning of March. And yesterday alone was so good, uh, not even you know getting into what happened on Saturday, but we had all weekend long, the college basketball was nonstop, NBA. You had John Jones returning in the UFC, and that was way too easy for him on Saturday night. You had the combine, and I have to admit, I think maybe the best golf, I'm sorry, the, ah, the best event out of the entire weekend was the golf. Like, that could have been an eight-man playoff. Yes, that was in play. Yeah, and a three hundred to one shot gets there. The, the drama yesterday for like uh-huh. two hours in that in that sport and, and the Arnie Palmer was unbelievable. I couldn't, yep. turn, I couldn't turn the TV off. Yep, yep. Yesterday with all the games that went to overtime, uh, the blown leads, which is a problem. Uh, several tickets were punched. The finish of the Kennesaw State Liberty game and that was the, a complete bloodbath that yes. game yesterday. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be like that, considering the first game was eighty eight eighty one. 
Uh, right, but to just overtime blown leads uh, back and forth, crazy upsets, one seeds going down. It was quite just forget about Saturday. Sunday was nuts in uh, yeah. with with college hoops. I, w- I want to point out a couple of things that happened yesterday in that sport because it was maybe like a 15 minute stretch where Penn State won basically at the buzzer. They had to go back and look at the replay, and they put like .5 back on the clock. They had no business winning that game. They were down and buried oh. the entire time against Maryland. Uh, and about 15 minutes after that, Houston won in regulation against Memphis in a great game. And so that was a very good win. They're going to be a one seed anyway. But um, the the angle that I want to talk about is that these teams that, quote, have to have these games and they must win, I mean, some of the numbers are getting completely out of control. And I'll use that Penn State game as an example. And if you look this morning, they're probably still on the outside looking in. But it was, you know, you can't lose a game like that at home to Maryland, who only had two road wins in the Big Ten, and one was at Minnesota. And Minnesota's got awful, right? So you can't lose that game if you're Penn State. Had to have it. But that betting number moved from one to four. So people are betting it, saying, well, they have to have it. Let me bet them. They covered. No, I'm sorry. They won by one, never covered yep. the game. Yep. So we're seeing plenty of examples like that. Wisconsin, yep. that, the points better than the Wisconsin game last night, it actually came down a little bit before it went back up. But that was already kind of baked in, I thought, in my opinion anyway, along with Minnesota being so bad. And that Wisconsin, if that if they lose that game, I think Wisconsin does a ton of damage overall to the resume. But they eventually won. They couldn't cover that game. And, and they almost did at the end, but they were they were down and out pretty much the entire way as well. Okay, three observations, and it happens every year at this time. Every year. At the same time it happens. You're right. Must win doesn't mean must bet, and you're paying a tax on these Yes, teams. you are. Okay, number two. Nobody goes two for one. I don't understand it. Yep. No one goes two for one, and I don't know what these coaches are doing. And number three, and they got me good. Why don't you foul up three? That drives me nuts. It's dude. out of control. It really is. It's a no-brainer. Have to do it. Who's to say the kid makes the free throws anyways? Yet, and it and it got American. The kid, I don't know why. Let the kid lay it in. They they overhelp. Wide open three, corner three. They blow it and lose the game in double overtime, but it's not just that game. You see it every time in March down the stretch where these coaches refuse to foul up three. Yeah. Now, I like that Woodson does it with Indiana, and they talked about it on the broadcast. I think that was our friend Ian Eagle. But these other coaches who refuse to do it, and it doesn't make any sense that it's just simple math, and it's going to get you beat when you're up three with five seconds. You put the right. kid on the line and it, because they're out of timeouts. Right. Then you're talking about they're going to have to make, even if you miss a free throw, they're going to have to make a half-court shot to beat your tie. How many years are we in, in the NFL or college football, specifically the NFL, have we talked about, you know, if you hired, like, a kid who's really good at Madden that understands clock management and game management to be on the sidelines or, like, consult with the team to be there on Sundays, like, that would make a lot of sense because the, a lot of these coaches don't get it in that sport. It's been the same thing now for as long as I can remember college basketball. Anybody can see this, right? And you, your phrase right there is exactly spot on. It's simple math. That's it. There, it's a no-brainer. Like, how is this even like still a thing? This should be. This is no debate. Let them trade points. Is, it doesn't do anything. Of course it doesn't. And and, and, and eventually the clock's going to run out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. This is this is like two plus two equals four. You you can't argue that. I mean, if you do, you're wrong. This is like if you argue, no, I don't think that you should foul. It's auto, you're automatically wrong. There's no debate. You have to foul, put the other team at the free throw line. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even see there's, I mean, my, and it just, it, explain, but dig a little bit deeper though and explain why that sucked for you so bad yesterday with American. If they win, they're in the championship game and they're 80, they were 80 to one to win the tournament. There you go. Yeah. They're up five with 15 seconds. Now the kid missed the front end of a one and one, 
but they're up five with 15 seconds. They uh, Lafayette scores. The kid misses the free throw. And then for whatever reason, the, the guy drives to the basket and they, they overhelp. Then they try to block the shot. And he kick, kicks it wide open, corner three. The kid's wide open. He buries it. Yeah. They only have two seconds, and they miss a long shot, and they get run out in the in the second overtime. You know how much it's just stupid. Like how long does it take you to get over a loss like that? Again, they were completely out of the game. They were getting. Yeah, they were, yeah well, that's fair. I know they were down nineteen with nine minutes left. Sure, I mean it was a came woodshed back, game. Yes, it and was. they came back. Imagine that you come all the way back. You're feeling that high with uh, like no time on the clock, and then you're like, nah, we're not going to foul. We'll take our chances. Well, good job. Yep. Because you went from the highest of highs of potentially moving on to play Colgate in the title game to, oops, we gave the game away in overtime. That was really dumb. Now, like, why, now why is that happening? The blown leads. Why is, this, why is this going on so much? Western Kentucky, or excuse me, Western Carolina was down 20 with 17 minutes. Furman, the one seed, had to score on their final possession to tie it and send it to overtime where they won. Maryland was up 11 with yeah. five minutes lost. Lafayette was up 19 with nine minutes, went to over double overtime. Campbell was up 14 with seven minutes and lost the game. And you didn't even get, you pushed with the, with the plus four. Think about that. Oh, now, why it. is this happening? No one can close. Yeah, that, that's been an ongoing theme so far. And if they that relax can, and whoops. Well, I mean, if that continues this week, I mean, you're going to have plenty of live betting opportunities during these games. Defy, but again, that's where you have to be watching the games if you can sense any sort of a comeback whatsoever. Right. How impressed were you by Drake? Oh, they were awesome. Now, this is the perfect w- what storm, What a tournament. Right? Yes, it was. Uh, go, based on, thanks to the tweet on this, by the way, based on the closing line, favorites went 11-0 straight up in the tournament. How about that? Got to love the Drake. It's the perfect storm, right? They're a 12 seed, likely, so everyone's going to pick them against the five. Look at this. They put this on the broadcast. <laughs> Their their starting five is older than five NBA lineups. Look at that. 25, 25, 23, 24, and 20. So I like the experience and the vets. Age is just a number with Drake. That is nuts. You and I are barely old enough to say that these could be our kids. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? Yeah. I mean, that would have, we would have been doing a lot of work there at 20, 21 years old. Uh-huh. Sure. Sure. That is wild. Yeah, that but really that is. Was, that was unfortunate. Yeah. Because you were looking forward to that game, and it was over early. Oh boy, I, mean, I, I actually wow. I did, that had that game left one of the TVs. Had to, had to. I mean, it was such a bloodbath early on. And, yep, and good but, job by you. Kennesaw State gets there. That game was so good. They were they were six point dog at home in both games against Liberty. Won them both. Yep. And they were even though they were the one seed, it just shows you the respect and the power rating for Liberty. Uh, McKee, McGee took some bad shots early on. I don't know why they were just in That's, a hurry, J- jacking threes but that, early in the shot clock. But uh, the Owls, for the first time ever, are dancing. You know, that coach, what an unbelievable job. No I, kidding. I, I, I forgot about this. His first year four years ago, they were 1-28. You are correct. And now they're dancing. Mm-hmm. That is, that. I mean, what is a college ba- uh, coach worth in this sport? Well, that that's all you need to know right there. Takes over a program in a year one. Lost 28 games, and now they won that tournament over a very good, you know, smaller mid-major Liberty team. Uh-huh. Excellent spot. And you be patient with some of these guys. You can see it when it's good, and it certainly is there. I will give you an example of uh, what I brought up to begin this segment, and that is betting on teams just because they have to have the game. Right. North Carolina right now is plus 350 to get into the tournament. That was a number that I saw when it first posted last night. They're not in. They have to have a really solid ACC tournament to be to be in. They were the number one preseason team in the country. 
they now have the most losses ever going back in the history of the poll for a preseason number one team. Yep. The point spread is going to be inflated on this team because of what I'm talking about right now in the ACC tournament. I don't bring this up ever because it's a terrible idea, but what do you think about the Martingale system betting against North Carolina in the ACC tournament? Because they're not going to cover every one of these games. So you bet against them in game one. If you lose that, you double your bet in game two because the numbers are going to be so big. Or could they get hot enough in this tournament to win and cover every single game? Yeah, I don't concur. You don't concur? It's it's a bad idea always? Yeah. I wanted to bring that up and throw yeah, that at you. Sure, I know. But yeah, because I don't. I just. I personally, if they make a run, they're capable of doing it. They did it last year, though. But look if at it happens. You get carried out. But the, I, the first number that I saw in North Carolina to win the ACC tournament was plus six fifty. I, I laughed out yeah, loud. Yeah. You cannot bet North Carolina plus six fifty to win the ACC tournament. Yeah. I know. Based on what we've watched for the, the entire season, I know absolutely. And I, I think they have to go to the title game at least. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, the place to be. Going up to 10000 in bonus money by playing their squares this basketball season. Place a bet and you get a square on the house. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, bonuses, and credit use. Full terms and conditions available. BetRiversSquares.com. Good luck. As predicted, NFL draft odds would be drastically moving during the NFL Combine, which took place all weekend long. I watched a lot of it. And NFL draft matchup props are starting to hit the board as well. I do think we're getting carried away with one of the numbers that you can bet on. I'll tell you what that is coming up here and follow the money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Six days away from Selection Sunday. Let's dance, VEASAN Pro subscribers. Become one today. You get everything you need to bet the madness for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, we'll get you ready for every game and every round. Unlimited access to the best bets, betting splits, betting guides, breakdown of every team. Sign up today, betting guide, $19. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Become a subscriber today. Great offer. I will raise my hand and admit that, uh, yes, I watched hours of coverage of the NFL Combine this weekend. I knew I was going to. I watched it, a little bit. Yep. I, I, I wanted to, to see the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks throw. Yeah. Yep. What do you think overall? Yeah, well, Levis does have a cannon. He's right. Uh, Richardson stole the show. Stroud uh, threw, uh, had, a, had a good Combine as well. I would agree. But nothing has changed. I cannot take the Oompa Loompa number one. I just, I can't. Bryce Young is the same size as Kyler Murray. There's no way you can take the kid number one as far as I'm concerned. He's minus $2 now. You, you can't do it. You, you can't do it. I'm 175. You can knock me over with a feather. I can't bend a wet noodle. This guy played at 195? I, if that. You, you, you can't do that. With, with what happened to Tua? You, and he, Tua's bigger than he is? Yeah. No way. I'm not saying go out and take Richardson either, which he was a, a workout warrior. One of the best combines ever. No debate. Ever. What is it? How does it translate to him having accuracy, throwing the ball, and all that other business? So it's tough, but I, I wouldn't take any of these guys uh, uh, that high in the draft. And the Bears are going to do the right thing and maybe trade once or trade twice and move these picks. But so overall, with Richardson, his ranks among quarterbacks at the combine, he's taller than six four. He's so he's the tallest quarterback at the combine. He's two hundred and forty four pounds. He's the heaviest quarterback at the combine. He ran a 4-4-3-40. That was the official time. That was the fastest. His vertical was 40 and a half inches. That was the highest. And his broad jump was uh, almost 11 feet. Right. Yep. Right. Which was, of course, number one overall as well. And he dropped, he was between 80 and 101 
Eh, two and a half weeks ago. And the lowest you saw was three to one now. Oh, he's three to one right now at uh, DraftKings. Yes, three to okay. Bryce Young is minus two dollars. Richardson three to one. Stroud plus four fifty. Le- uh, Anderson is twelve to one from Alabama, and Levis now fifteen to one. There's a path. It could be Carolina or Seattle to move up and take him number one. I don't think the Colts are going to do it, but it is. Just, I don't think so either. No, he's a freak. He weighs more than Reddick. He's taller than Kittle. He has bigger hands than Hopkins. <laughs> what, what he did. So I, I really think that people, it, it's gotten out of control, Paulie, the steam on this kid. I, I don't think that he's going to go number one overall. Um, I'm with you. I don't think it's going to be the Colts. Maybe it'd be one of those other teams. Would they actually be able to put together a package good enough to trade up and leapfrog all these teams to number one? Well, remember well, the well, year okay, but, uh, that Goff went number one overall. The Rams yeah. moved up from, like, number 16. Yeah. Yeah. i, I, I got to clarify something. Yes, Carolina can move up and get him, but the sweet spot is three. Carolina doesn't have to go nuts and blow their brains out to get the one. Carolina can trade with Arizona and get to three and then take them there. But as, as Peter King wrote about today and Mike Florio tweeted out as well, that uh, the Bears can go from – they can trade from one to two and then they can go back from two to whatever. That the Bears can just get a haul here and, and move back, or to, or does Tepper and Carolina want to try to pull off the impossible here and just give up several number ones and number twos yeah. and try to go from nine to one? I just I can't get this out of my brain how idiotic this would be if the Texans traded up to number one when all they had to do was tell Lovey lose the game in Week 18 yeah. and the, you're going to be the coach next year. Just tell him that you'd have been better off. You would not. You wouldn't have to put together a package. You could be sitting at number one and take whatever yeah. guy you wanted, or you could guess what. You'd have all the power at number one, and then you could trade out of it, because um, these team like there is a bunch of steam on this. I mean, there are a handful of teams that want to move up anyway at this point right now, and that happens every single year, regardless of what you think of these quarterbacks. And we said it all week last week. We wouldn't take any any of these guys number one overall, but teams fall in love with this position. They they completely overreact. They have to have their franchise guy, and they'll do whatever they can to potentially get one. The I thought this was a good tweet from Warren Sharp. And again, I think you need to remember, and we watched plenty of Josh Allen when he was at Wyoming. He's mm-hmm. in the Mountain West Conference. That guy, to me, when he was at Wyoming, the, he was so inaccurate that it's like, okay, how is that really going to improve? Because a lot of, most, the, the majority of time throughout history, when a guy can't throw the football, when he's like not a good dart thrower, that's not going to improve. Well, credit to Allen and that coaching staff, he did improve. And Warren Sharp tweeted out, when you look at Allen's early down completion percentage throughout his career, his last two years at Wyoming, he was 57% both years. His first year in Buffalo, his rookie season, 56%. Awful. The next year, he was 61%. Then in year three, look what happened. 70% completion percentage at early downs. Then 66% the last two years. With Richardson at Florida, the last two years on early downs, 59% completion percentage, and 56%. So maybe it is possible where this guy can turn into a, a mm-hmm. version of mm-hmm. Josh Allen. And I would say the same thing about Will Levis. Interesting. Yeah. You know? It's just the, the, no effort whatsoever. Just throwing, just ripping at 20 yards, no problem. And you see in the right system that the, the numbers that he could see Levis putting up. Oh, Just because of the cannon that he has. Why, uh, Wyoming also had lousy wide receivers. Yes, they did. That hurt Allen, too. But... With with the Richard, yes, I could see that angle with Richardson or the, the Cam Newton angle, or he's just such a stud and a physical specimen that he can move the chains and, and the accuracy could come. 
But but to me, you're just worried about the injury game and the health of Bryce Young because he's the same. What do we say? The same thing we say about Kyler Murray, you're going to say about Bryce Young. I mean, that was a mistake to take him number one overall, and he's one hit away. The whole talk was, well, he's got to be smart. He's got to slide. He's, doesn't, he takes one hit. That could be it. Well, Bryce Young's the same size as he is. Right. So with- this, this is nothing personal against Kyler Murray. I, I think he's one of the worst quarterbacks in the entire league. I would not touch okay. that kid with a 10-foot pole. All right. I think that the biggest mistake, well, I mean, the Watson contract screwed everything up for a bunch of teams. The, the contract to Murray, in my opinion, was as bad as I've ever seen. I just, I don't think he's a good football player. And it's, again, nothing personal. I just, you know, overall numbers, as I watch him play, you can have him. I want nothing to do with him. And if Bryce Young is, he's a better quarterback than Kyler Murray throwing the football. Murray moves around more than, than Young did. I also, I mean, look at the agent and what he did, the move. If you saw any of the uh, combine, the shot from behind, the sole on his shoes were like, they looked like high heels that yeah. somebody would wear. Yeah. They were so big. Yep, yep, very good, very good. Pete Prisco, CBS. I was asked to do a player comp for Bryce Young. There isn't one. He's so small that people will be excited if he weighs 200 pounds, and you saw what he checked in at just over. He's impressive throwing the football. Accuracy and anticipation top-notch. The arm is good, not great. I mean, what, what do we got? Yeah. We got Drew Brees and Russell Wilson. Right. And the, got, P- that, I mean, it's it, that size. It, people fall back on that comparison or those two comparisons all the time. Well, look what happened with Brees and, and well, Wilson. It's one guy. That, that, that's two quarterbacks <laughs> we're talking about, like, throughout history. How about, the, how about the player that Michael Lombardi has been bringing up on this network for months? Doug Flutie. Could that guy play in the NFL? People thought he could, and they were completely, I mean, it was, a, yeah. it was a Ponzi scheme with that guy. Yes, it was. He was horrendous in the NFL, and people bought into it because of, you know, some things that he did in Buffalo and some, some crazy numbers that he put up, like, in shootouts when games would get out of control. He couldn't play. He was terrible in the NFL. Very good in college. And uh, the Hail Mary, obviously, you know, had a lot to do with that. But I, I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't get there with Young either. This is the number I'm talking about, though. Mm-hmm. This opened up. In a matchup at DraftKings, it opened up Anthony Richardson versus Will Levis. Who's going to get drafted earliest is how they phrase it. Richardson was minus 140, and they made Levis plus 110 on the opener. Well, now because of what happened this weekend, Richardson's minus 250 this morning. Levis is 2-1. to one. At some point, there's going to be value on Will Levis to go ahead of Richardson, in my opinion. Like, I don't think it's a shoe-in that Richardson's going to just... You know, blow the lid off this thing and automatically go number one overall and put everybody else in, in his dust. How about the numbers that they put up on Richardson? What team's going to draft him? And Carolina was plus 320. Yeah. I found that. Seattle was five. Carolina was plus 320. Colts six to one. Lost. That's another one. The Raiders could get involved. Here. Yeah, because. Six to one. I, I, Peter King talked to everyone at the combine. He doesn't think Rodgers is going to the Raiders. Yeah. So it's down to the Jets and maybe who. Uh, that Right. So what. Vegas could go several different. They could also bring in Garoppolo, or they they could do that and then take a quarterback as well. Mm-hmm. So would they get involved with Richardson? Maybe just stand, stay there. He falls to him, or they they move up a couple spots sure. and grab him. I sure. don't know. I'll give you another one too. I think Stenson Bennett is absolutely going to get drafted. You can bet on which round. Undrafted's the favorite, correct? Uh, he was. That was tied at plus one fifty. With a round seven. Okay. I think he's going higher than round seven. Uh, here you look at the current odds right now, so it has moved a little bit. Okay. I, I saw college football people who are sharp think that he could go in the second round. Oh, I'm sorry, the second day. That means rounds two or three. 
I, maybe that's a little bit nuts. I can see Bet, Bennett like not being on the board anymore past round four. I would take a shot with that too. Yeah, and and in the big per- arms in the perfect oh, landing right. spot, I, that guy might be able to play a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, his for what it's worth, and again, take this with a grain of salt. I thought he had a great combine. His deep ball was very impressive. More NFL coming up next. We'll expand on what Paulie said about the Raiders. They have a preference at quarterback in the draft. And the Seahawks are in love. We'll tell you with who next. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, the place to be. You can win up to 10000 in bonus money by playing their exclusive Bet Rivers Squares this basketball season. Place a qualifying bet. You get a square on the house. The numbers on your square match the final score. You win. Full terms and conditions available. BetRiversSquares.com. So some reports from the weekend in the NFL coming out. And this is from Charlie Campbell at uh, WalterFootball.com. And Charlie Campbell, he was recently on one of the afternoon shows here on VEASAN, he's been one of the most accurate mock drafters uh, in the country going back the last handful of years. He's very good, and from what I gather, like his information over the years has been some of the most that you can trust from anybody. He pointed out um, from the weekend that the Raiders would, in fact, prefer Richardson over Levis in the draft. Okay. And that kind of, I mean, that that to me is like a lifelong Raiders thing, right? If you go back to the years of Al Davis drafting annually for this team that would that seems to stick with like the theme here of this organization that they would just they would fall in love with Richardson and I mean if you watched him play I I get it I mean the athleticism is just completely off the charts so you have that the Raiders could also there was a report on ESPN this maybe go after Mac Jones the connection there with McDaniels who was in New England for Jones's rookie year uh, that got poo-pooed by some right away, but then the other thought is that uh, why not Jimmy Garoppolo? So, I, I mean, if Ro- I, I'm starting to think that Rodgers is going to be out of the, of the Raiders mix, and that's, that was before Peter King wrote about that today. So I think that the Jets might be a very... That might start to heat up again this week. Rodgers to the Jets. And I it, hope so. It, I mean, this guy needs to make a decision. The other thing is, right. I, it's hard to go... to. What do you think about what happened last year in New England? Is it how much is it Mac Jones regressing? How much was it Patricia and Judge not knowing what the hell they were doing? I, I lean right? the latter with that. Okay, that could be too. I also don't like. Okay, that's fair. I don't like the report that when he was coached hard, or and he kind of pushed back and had an attitude, uh, Mac Jones. So and plus the zappy mania it could be a well, little bit of that as well. But don't forget that when a couple of times this year that I can specifically remember when the play calling wasn't there and some of the. Just like the offense couldn't really move the, the football. Jones came off the sidelines a couple of times, and like you could hear him swearing like at the coaching staff. Yeah. Like, what the bleep are we doing are we out running? here? I understand. And he was pissed, and right. I kind of get that, you know? Yeah, yeah. But he did have, he'd have a lousy year. Uh, but a lot of this is tough about what, what the direction are the Raiders going to go now. Uh, it, it also appears that there's not a big market for Carr. He, Peter King thinks it's going to be New Orleans, just like Mike Dettelier said. Yeah, we might but get it's a uh, big, big surprise. I mean, who... I, I think the Jets will be making a big mistake if they go in that direction. Yeah, as do I. And, and as we've kicked around here on the show now several times, like to us, the, the better landing spot for Derek Carr would be a spot like New Orleans as opposed to the Jets. Like he's not going to, it's not going to go well for him in New York. It just, it isn't. 
Uh, with the Saints, maybe. Maybe it would. And uh, certainly if those guys can stay healthy, he's going to have a lot of weapons and it's going to be inside of a dome. So I think that yeah. can help him out as well. It was here in Las Vegas for the last couple of years as well. But um, So for the Raiders, moving on from Carr, if they would land Garoppolo, is that kind of, is that neutral? Is it, are you, are you, do you have an uptick there at quarterback? Is Carr yeah. slightly better? What would you call this? Garoppolo's a little bit better when healthy. I think that's fair. Yes. I trust him more. Carr mm-hmm. makes bad decisions. Carr's never won a playoff game. So I, I would trust Garoppolo more. What if they whiff, though, on any of this stuff with guys who are actually already in the league? The Raiders are going to have to go to war with a rookie quarterback starting week one in that division next year. Uh-huh. Maybe a Richardson who, yeah, I mean, he's not ready. But Levis, that could get out of control too. I mean, is that going to... That's a lot of losses. I, I, I like... I know. It was somebody on the NFL Network, by the way, about Richardson. It might have been Daniel Jeremiah. I watched so much coverage and I... Somebody said this and I thought it was spot on. They, they basically said that... All of these quarterbacks are lottery tickets. But they said the the one that would have the highest payout would be Anthony Richardson, right? Because like everybody, when you get a lottery ticket, it's going in the trash. But if you actually would hit one of them, like the mega bucks when it gets to a billion dollars, if Richardson hits, that's what that, that's what that lottery ticket's gonna look like. If it hits. Mm-hmm. But that's the biggest question mark of the whole bunch. And then uh, I, I threw a WalterFootball.com five minutes ago about Carr. And, uh, well, Richardson and Levis, according to that same website, the Seahawks are absolutely head over heels with Bryce Young. Now, how can that be? Why, how? You know why? I can actually see the Stroud, because Stroud threw it so well, but go ahead. What? The, the connection would be because they had Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And Wilson and Breeze is one of the comps to Young. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe they have it in their heads like, well, I mean, went pretty well for us with Russ. Be the same thing with Bryce Young. The other thing to look at, and this would be more, this would uh, involve... Carolina and Atlanta, but uh, you could open it up to other teams. What if Baltimore, I think it's next week, if they put the non-exclusive tag on Lamar Jackson, then teams could come in, offer money, and if they if they don't match, you get uh, two number ones. Yep. And that's what Baltimore could, what could do, too. If someone comes in and says, okay, we're going to work something out and get Lamar Jackson. Yep. That's on the table as well. But that's, that's fascinating with what Carolina wants to do with an owner who's sick and tired of this, and he wants to win and needs a quarterback. Does he go from nine to three? Does he go from nine to two or even go from nine to one? Sure. I mean, you have, that's the thing, right? That's why having the number one pick every single year is going to only benefit you. The, that To piggyback that, that's what the, the Colts have been raking of desperation the entire offseason. All you had to do was listen to those comments from Ballard a month and a half ago. Well, it didn't work. It's, it's embarrassing. It's a different quarterback five years in a row. Right. And they went the veteran route and it blew up on him every single time. Yeah. Did you, did you read that? Wentz was seen at a steakhouse with his agent saying, I, I think I still have something left, but he's going to have to be a backup. Guy, guy, guy almost won the MVP before he got hurt. He's going to be out of the league. The fall from grace is, I know. I mean, oh. rock bottom. Absolutely. I, I actually, if he's okay with being a backup, all right, yeah, he's not starting anywhere next year. No, no way. There's no Got to be a backup. Got to yep. be a backup, yep. right? So you're right. It was a fun weekend, and you want you knew someone was going to go crazy and, and oh, yeah. with what happened at the Combine. And Richardson certainly did that as well. I found this interesting. I was watching over the weekend. Our own Mike Pritchard played nine years uh, in the league, first-round pick, on on the concerns about Bryce Young. And you and Michael Lombardi has talked about this uh, on the GM Shuffle in terms of the body frame, the body yep. type. 
what can they endure? I mean, this game is 100% injury business. Bryce Young will get hurt, but what can he endure? What can he handle? You know, at 5'10", what was it? 5'10 and a quarter? 5'10 and 1'8". 1'8", not even a 1'8", <laughs> barely 5'10". Just over 5'10". Yes, and then he put on 10 pounds because he was about 194 in college. Mm. I mean, how much more weight can he put on? You know, how much stronger can he get? How much more of a, of a base can he build for himself in the National Football League? And uh, I, I would have a lot of questions if I'm sitting in a, in, in a GM room. Very good. Yeah, I agree. Can he keep the weight on? What can he add? You're playing at 5'10", at one, 5'10", 195, right? <laughs> good, uh, he, good luck. Yeah. He's not getting any taller. Uh, yeah. he, he, he could put on some weight. I mean, I will give him that. He's still a young guy. So he could put on whatever amount of weight that is with muscle mass to get up to maybe 205. Two, can he push 210 at some point in his playing days? But he's not going to shoot to 6'1". That's not happening. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm looking at mock drafts now. And so, some of the mocks that are popping today, they have the Bears keeping the first pick overall in the draft, which... I think that's how you have to mock until they actually move the pick. So they they have the Bears taking a defensive player, either Will Anderson or Jalen Carter still. But of the mocks that are out there today and that uh, popped over the weekend that have trades happening, most people have Bryce Young going number one overall. And he's minus $2. At this point, I I have Levis at 30. I have Richardson at 25 to 1 for decent-sized bets. I'm not, gonna, I'm not touching Young at minus $2. Got a month and a half left to go at. Yeah, I'd rather lose those tickets. Yeah, and I don't have enough information. That's this is just like people projecting again. Well, you just see how what he did, and he owned the combine. He was a stud, but a lot of the stuff that he did, you saw the pushback. Oh yeah, we'll just put the game like Dan Campbell said. I'm going on film and tape. I don't care what a guy does in his pajamas. Uh, but people kept chiming in, and even Stuart Mandel, who covers college football, what does this have to do with him throwing a football? Most of it. So yeah. There's, there's, there's two sides to it. But when you see, again, he weighs more than Reddick, he's taller than Kittle, and he has bigger hands than Hopkins. He's 6'4", 250. Right. I could be your quarterback. Right. We're getting uh, feedback this morning saying, guys, come on, Richardson cannot play in the NFL. Terrible passer. I, 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 don't, I don't disagree. Again, it, it doesn't matter what your opinion is when it comes to betting on the first overall pick in the draft. It's what these teams are going to do. I, Cam and, Newton was a lousy passer, too. Terrible. Vince Young, all, awful running. passer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it was a Mickey Mouse offense at Auburn. And then the guy turned out, won an MVP, and went to a Super Bowl. Sure, He sure. could improve from that standpoint. But people laughed at Josh. You're right. People laughed, laughed at Josh Allen and the Bills early on. Sure. And if, if you had to redraft that, was it 2017, Allen would go number yeah. one overall. Well, I know this. Richardson's going to be healthy. He's a beast. <laughs> There's a good chance Bryce Young gets hurt. He takes one hit, it's over. Yeah, Look I at c- Tua. I couldn't touch him. Not you can't. That high. 5, 10, 190. Put a, put, put a package together and trade oh, up for him? Come on. You can't boy, do that. Boy, oh boy. You cannot do that. He's 5'10". Win some, lose some up next. Paulie has details on one of the biggest upsets in the history of the sport. Next. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Win Some, Lose Some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. All right, as Mitch mentioned, the only dog that won Saturday in the UFC, it was a big one, Grasso. 6 7 to 1 to beat Sevchenko to win by submission 19 to 1 to win in round 4 40 to 1 
And who knows what it was in play? What an upset. Uh, I know what it was in play because I thought about betting her, but I didn't. The reason why I thought about betting her is because, in my opinion, she never looked gassed uh-huh. at all. And she was certainly losing the fight, but I don't think it was like an overwhelming loss at that point. And I loved what she said in the post-fight interview with Joe Rogan. We specifically practiced how I would counter her spinning kick. And to her credit, when Shevchenko messed, missed that spinning kick going for the whole thing, Grasso moved from making her miss to having her face first on the mat within 0.5. It was unbelievable to turn around Very at good. that point. Yeah, yeah. What an upset. My God. John Jones. That was easy, right? How Too the easy. hell did he open a dog? How did that happen? Gone. Bad performance. Jones by submission, 7-1. Round 1, 9-1. Gary, round 3, finish, 9-1. Rachmanov by submission, 9-1. That was a standing rear naked choke. He is 17-0. Every win is inside the distance. (laughs) Crazy. Gamrot by decision, 4-1. Ricci by submission, 6-1. To to win in round 2, 9-1. And how about yesterday with golf? Kitayama was 300 to 1 here at Circa to win the, and 200 to 1 at other spots. Oh, you're right. We were looking at a 5 6 guy playoff, yeah. and, and he wins in the biggest shot on the board. Fairly Dickinson, the first team to make the tournament. They did it Saturday because of these crazy rules that they have with the transition uh, rule. Southeast Missouri State was 12 to 1 to win the OVC, they were the 5 seed. They get there. Seton Hall money line three to one. Texas State's was that from Marshall? Marshall, the two seed in the Sun Belt, upset by Texas State. UNLV, no way, no way Nevada should be in. Horrible resume. I can't believe they're in, especially when, they, in considering they have a, people think they have a better seed or a better case than Utah State. No way. UNLV three to one on a money line. Kentucky two to one beat Arkansas. Iowa State plus two eighty. Surprise Baylor. Kennesaw State to win the Atlantic Sun 3 to 1. Nebraska plus 550. God, what was that from Iowa? Horrible. On the road, favorites in the Missouri Valley Tournament won 11 and 0 straight up. Northern Arizona plus 2. What happened to Eastern Washington? They were 16 and 0 in conference play in the Big Sky. They lost their last two regular season games and got beaten in the quarters last night on a buzzer beater. Yeah. They're yeah. out. And the 76ers were 17 to 1 in play to come back and beat the Bucks, and they did. Yeah, first of all, two things from the weekend for the Bucks. I can't believe they blew that lead. The winning streak would be 18. And also, yep. if you missed it last night, this should not go well for Giannis this week. And it won't. Because he at the end of the game last night, he just he stole the ball, dribbled down to their side of the basket their side of the court and he missed one on purpose to get a rebound he knew that he was one rebound away from a triple double and he did it if that was the joker oh my all hell would already be breaking loose yep you need to have the freak has to get it today you can't do that you cannot do that no especially a guy with his resume yeah absolutely subscribe be part of the team vsin pro watch the show live vsin.com you always want to see these tweets and these videos look at this it happened four times this year Free beer for a year. Colorado State, if the fan hits the half-court shot, right? He gets uh, 45 seconds. The first two are off. Now he's feeling the range, right? Getting it. He's actually got the distance down he's, pretty yes, well. Yes, he does. Now that right there, oh, he almost makes the hot. fourth one. Now he knows. And there it is. He almost makes the fifth one. And then nothing but net coming up. And then he wins it again, and the place goes there it is. crazy. Boom. Counted, got right? one. It's happened four times. Uh, Jeff Graham or Albuquerque paper. 
was there live and tweeted out the video. Very good. And thanks to the listener who sent this in. Hey, you send stuff in, we'll put you on live television. $8,000 Royale with cheese. Held three, and the Jack and Queen get there. $2 denomination. Nice $8,000 win. I'd say. You're a viewer. Yes, very good. Lose some. Under the radar, Fresno State, Chicago State total was 132. How about 108 to 72? You ever see a team almost get the total themselves? In college basketball? Yeah, how about that? 108-72. Celtics money line Friday night. Up 28 against the Nets. Fourth team in the play-by-play era to be up at least 28 and lose the game. What's with this team? Okay, so They're going to blow the one seed. That's now the biggest blown lead. That's back-to-back weekends now. Correct. The Lakers Dallas, came back yep. from 27 down against the Mavericks last Sunday. Yep. And the Celtics said, well, hold on to my cocktail for a second here. <laughs> yes. Also lose some. What happened to Man U? They've been playing so well. 7-0 Liverpool yesterday in the big match. Their worst loss uh, since 1931 and most goals they allowed ever in a Premier League match. Yeah, it wouldn't it stop. It wouldn't stop. No. You know, it would not stop. And this is, I'm going to put this under lose some. Michael Douglas in an interview on Thursday. He's 78. Catherine Zeta-Jones, his wife, is 53. If he has a bad tee shot and doesn't get it past the ladies' tees, he has to, quote, whip it out. He has to take his pants off if he doesn't hit the ball far enough. He says rules are rules. But only when I play with my wife, he said. She explained in 2016 in an interview with Will Smith and Ryan Reynolds, uh, that's what we do for a rule. He has to take his pants off, drop them. It says it applies to any man she plays golf with. Yeah, expose himself in some way. Not just my husband, she said. No, okay. He has to keep it fresh as well. They also said, what about the paparazzi comes around? She goes, he has to go in the bushes. <laughs> well, they've been married for a long time, Paulie. everything. You have to find ways to keep it spicy. You got, that's it. Horrible tee shot. You know what to do. You got to take it out. Yeah. Unbelievable, right? Uh, how, about a, how about a good video? A good dog video here. This is my, my, my dog X. Get the volume up. Oh, we can't do it. Okay. We need the volume on this one. Uh, it's like he has three jobs and a couple kids and he cleaned the house all day. I've never heard a dog snore this loud. Oh, is that right? Okay. We'll get it on the second shot. Okay. Several bad beats. Saturday, Oral Roberts was laying 16 and a half. They were up 25 with two minutes. Basket, free throw, three point. They didn't score the rest of the game. Like a 9 nothing run to close in the final two minutes when they're up 25 and they couldn't get there. They won by 16. Draw in Arsenal-Bournemouth, 6-1. to one. They scored on the final play with the final kick. Arsenal, incredible win, 3-2. They were down 2-0. Campbell, plus 180 and a vicious push, plus 4 in the Big South final yesterday. They were up 14 with seven minutes. They lost the game. And Again. you couldn't... Like the theme of the weekend, oh. right? Or the last 10 days, probably. Maryland was up 11 with five minutes as well, and they got beat. So there you have it. Win some, lose some, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. If your first wager loses, receive a free bet equal to your stake up to $500. Learn more, betrivers.com. We've also had a massive move on one award market in the NBA. We have a new favorite to win six man of the year. I'm seeing Emmanuel quickly as high as minus 220 now to win six man from the Knicks. At 38 last night. Brunson was out, quickly started. He was awesome. I think this is complete nonsense. Okay. 
Uh, I'm not going to apologize to those of you who have quickly tickets and are pushing for this. This is the ultimate New York storyline with this guy. As our very own NBA senior betting analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel, has pointed out several times on his podcast called Hardwood Handicappers or on this network, Quickly's first 30 games of the year, he averaged like nine points a game. Folks, it is sixth man of the year, not sixth man of the last three weeks. And I know he's had a better stretch in three weeks. Brogdon has been awesome all year. Powell is down to 20 to one. This whole award. Are you kidding me? This whole award has been drunk from the get go. Westbrook was the favorite at one point. Now, the guys who cover the sport aren't up on the betting and the odds, but the Brian Windhorst podcast with Tim Bontemps and Tim McMahon, they laughed at that. They said that there's no way in hell he was ever going to win that award. Westbrook. Let, Westbrook, sure. Yeah. Let, yeah, let alone be the favorite. So Westbrook at one point was the favorite, but th- this war- this is crazy. It's so dumb. With the movement. Brogdon was 250 last week. Yeah, Maxi recently moved down. He was the second shot on the board, Maxi. And now he's sixty to one. This it, is crazy. It's it's it's, it's just it is. You're t- quickly is minus between minus one forty and minus two twenty today. That's absurd. <laughs> that is outrageous yeah. for him. You're telling me that right now, if the season ended, quickly would win the award? No, he would not. No, he would not win the Sixth Man of the Year. This needs to stop, and it needs to stop this morning. Uh, the alt. If this guy played in Portland, he'd be thirty five to one minimum. Right. Give me a break with this crap. Same thing happened last year with uh, the Marcus Smart stuff. That's that. That's a couple people it talking about it on me of their this podcast. Actually, kind of a little bit. Yeah, you go from a hundred to one to the favorite in like a week. <laughs> I, I I will break something if this kid wins the award. Yes, it will cost me a bunch of money as well. But it's not up next. This number could already be too high, but there's a chance it keeps climbing. I'll tell you why. Coming up next. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, 
and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.